Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I've had something on my mind the last few days that I've wanted to talk about. <laughs> and now some more things are coming to mind that I wanted to like add to what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm trying to, like, okay, what do I talk about first? Alright, so <laughs> what I want to talk about is the idea of telepathy. I talked about it briefly. I, I, I've, I've talked about it a little bit in my material. And honestly, I don't know very much about it. I really don't. Except that I, I believe it to be a possibility. And now I'm believing it's probably more of a probability than a possibility. So there are times um, that I, I, I just, I just have to ask myself, how can this person know this? Like, how, how can this person know this? And it's like, are there microphones everywhere? Like, there, there are times where it's almost as if this particular person can read my thoughts. And, and then I have to ask myself, I have to ask myself a couple of things. I mean the functionality of being telepathic it would be incredibly challenging to have this ability that some people may think is is like a gift on the surface but being able to read people's thoughts would be really hard in this world. Because you're reading the positive and the negative. Like, and, and, and a lot of people's thoughts are nearly completely negative. I mean... If I were to, if I were to like really think about myself, like now I feel like a lot of my thoughts are positive, but in the not so distant past, a lot of my thoughts were negative. I was constantly thinking negativity. I mean, I still have moments of it, but I mean, I was, I was constantly thinking negativity, like, you know, and so if, if a person could actually read my thoughts you know, it would be, it would be really, really painful if they were vested in what I was thinking. So it wouldn't really matter if, if they didn't really care what I was thinking. But if, if they did care, it would be incredibly challenging. And, and, and being able to turn it off and like, do they, if, they have this ability, do they have this, the ability to turn it off? 
The only thing that I can compare it to is that I get, I get pictures. I get scenarios in my head about things. I started to get them. I've I've gotten them for years, um, but I especially started, or maybe I just started paying attention to them. Uh, and and I get impressions about things and and people. What is creepy for me personally is when I can't get an impression. Um, I have a client right now that I can't figure out. I really can't. And this is a source of creepiness for me. I, like, I don't understand what's going on. Why can I not crack this code? I don't know what's going on here. Um, there's something about this person and the way she is and the smile on her face or the not smile on her. I cannot read her at all. I can't. And it, it, it has been really weird for me working with her because I'm, I'm not entirely sure how to communicate with her. And we, we communicate on a very surfacey level. Like it's so surfacey that it's, that it's like kind of blech. It's so, ugh. you know, um, all we talk about, I think the last one week, we just talked about restaurants. We're sitting there talking about places to eat in the town that, that she lives in. Just blah, 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 blah. Like just really surfacey stuff. And, and not really getting into the nitty gritty. Um, and I, and I ride this line with her, um, because I don't, I don't want to lose her. Like, I don't want to lose her trust. I don't want to lose her. And, and, um, but anyway, so there have been times where I have gotten an actual like vision about something that has happened. And I'm not really sure that it did happen. And, and it's been, like not a positive thing for me. Like it was the vision that I got was like, oh no, that was not a positive thing for me. It was kind of a negative thing for me. And I don't know if it really happened or it didn't happen. And I don't even want to ask because it's really an invasion of that person's privacy. Like in some of these circumstances, it's an invasion of their privacy for me to to have it's like a vision it's like i can see scenarios i can see um and i'm not even sure what that is i don't know what that is but i can tell you that i don't have any control over it when they come i have no control i can't i can't say oh i really want a vision about this no um, I can ask for solutions to things and the, and the solution comes, but not, I can't turn this ability off to not 
not see these scenarios when they come to me. So this brings me to, does this person who I believe may be telepathic have the ability to turn it off? Or, or is it just coming and this person has no ability to turn off their telepathy? And, and if they do have the ability to turn it off, is it ethical for this person to not turn it off? Because, I mean, sometimes I kind of feel like it's, it's incredibly convenient for this person to be reading my thoughts right now about something. Like, it's almost like an information-gathering thing on this person's part. Something had happened this week that had led me to this. And I can't get into specifics. I'm sorry. I can't be specific about this particular... um, this particular topic or situation because I, I just I just won't. But something had happened and somebody had said something to me and I and I I was just like how could this person know that? And this isn't the first time that this has happened. This is this has happened like many times. And so it is, it is leading to me the thought that this person is actually telepathic. And, and I'm trying to figure out on my end, like, because I'm not telepathic. I'm not. And so if this person has any idea that I am able to read their thoughts... <laughs> it's not going to come clearly to me. It's not because, I mean, I might get some impressions, like, but I'm not as skilled. I'm not skilled in that area. Um, and let me tell you, it, whatever skill that I do have as far as these impressions sometimes is very challenging to be in a situation and then all of a sudden get a a vision about something it's like and and to turn it off and to not like sometimes I just don't even know what to do with it um I'm thinking in particular at work it's really (laughs) it's really challenging but um but anyway and so and and then here's the other thing. So I, there's a significant, I, I'm really, really, really into numbers. Y'all know that I am just like massively into numbers. And I, 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 there is a date that is very, very, specific to me, very specific to me. (laughs) And it's into my family. So in 
99. My, my nephew was diagnosed with cancer in 98. So in, in 98, around April of 98, they, um, Yeah, see, that all makes sense. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to get the dates right because my, my youngest child, my oldest child was very young. I was trying to figure out the timeline. So he gets diagnosed with a very rare cancer, which I have to tell you was was really the beginning for me of Of, I'm trying to figure out how to word this, my, my massive distrust of modern medicine. <clears throat> they, the first thing that they did, I mean, they found this tennis ball-sized tumor in his chest because something was happening with his left eye. He had, he had a droopy eyelid, and he... he um, the side of his face, it was almost as if he had had a stroke or something. And so they finally took him to the emergency room and they found this, this tumor in him. And then they, they take him to a surgeon. I I guess he had a massive surgery and then he had all of these treatments. And in the interim, the insurance company that was supposedly my sister had this insurance and the insurance company was refusing to pay because it was a pre-existing condition. Now you can imagine what the bills would be today. But even back then they were it was more than my, my sister and my brother in law could come up with. So all these bills are coming in the mail and they are forced to get a lawyer. Forced. Because they have all of these these bills that are that are stacking up. Um it was I mean, it was horrible. Horrible. And there were times where I would go over, my sister would work. And I would go over and I would watch him, my nephew. I would, like, take care of him. Um, you know, I think, I mean, he was 11 years old when he was diagnosed, and he passed away when he was 12 years old. And so, I mean, so, you know, you could say that he was, but there was no way my sister was going to leave him home alone. So I would go over and I would take him places, like, and then... He always had to wear something on his head because he had no hair because he was getting all of these treatments. And people would stare at us. And I just I just didn't even know what to say to people who would stare at us. It it was I mean, it was really irritating to me, but I don't believe I, I reacted to people's stares. Um, but anyway, so 
he ends up, um, I think it must have been either like February of 99. And they go back in, they do an MRI, and they find that it's coming back. And, and by this time, the oncologist tells my my sister and brother-in-law that they have to pay cash for any more treatments. You're, we're not going to give you any more chemotherapy. It's $10,000 a pop. So do a fundraiser. Um, and so the mercy of this doctor was getting thinner and thinner. And I also believed at this time and the power of God to heal people's bodies. I really believed in that. But I I wasn't I did not know how to tap into that. I didn't. I I um and so this other this this one doctor at <laughs> Um, I think it was a combination of of um, I can't remember the hospitals right now. I just I sort of wanted to name drop in this situation, but I know that we spent time at at children's hospital, but there were several hospitals that were involved, but a doctor did did a surgery on him, and when they brought him out, they said they basically said. There's nothing else we can do, and you need to take him home, and he's going to die. He was a very, very brave doctor because all of us were, the, the waiting room or the, was, was filled with family that just, all of us, we just, it was just devastating. And so I, during that last month of his life, I, I went over to visit my sister as much as possible and my nephew. Um, I remember this one, like one of the last times before he passed, I had gone over to visit him with my daughter, who was very young at the time, and she was walking around and... <laughs> And we, I was, I, my nephew was completely paralyzed. He, he could not move anything. He was paralyzed. And so I was putting M&Ms in his mouth. And my nephew, my daughter was like kind of walking around the room like a butterfly. She was just, and then she says, bye, says his name. <clears throat> and so I, ha- I had gone one more time that I remember before he passed away. And it was a Sunday and all these people were there around his body and he was actively dying. He was, he was really starting to die. And I, I cannot 
I cannot describe the amount of suffering. I can't describe it. It's not that he was like necessarily in just the anguish of the loss because we didn't want him to go. Partly because of his age. But I can tell you it was not any amount easier to lose my niece who was 22. But it's unfathomable that children die, that they pass out of their body. It's just a really, really, really weird thing. It's all I have to say about it. But I had left that day really not intending to ever see him again, but I'm trying to remember if it was a Monday or a Tuesday. I can't remember, but nobody could make it except me and I. And I was very, very, very concerned because it was my niece's birthday. March 22nd is my niece's birthday. And and I was like, I just had this like really weird thought, would it not just be, I mean, I just was like, please. And then my March 22nd, I, I went over to their house and it was really, really weird because my, my son was hopping around the kitchen saying, Ryan, which is his name, his name is Ryan. Ryan, Ryan. Now I believe that he was seeing his soul. He was actually seeing him, him in his esoteric form. Because um, I drove over and I remember I was really scared um, because I just, as I, I just don't think I can handle like being there when he passes, like I just, I just didn't know what to do. And, um, and I, um, when I went over, there was Chantel, my niece had put, um, a note on the door saying that Ryan had gone to be with the Lord. So he passed away on my niece's 14th birthday. Which ended up being a really unfortunate thing in a way. I mean, it's like you think it's like special, but in some ways, the way that my family just dealt with it every single year, there was this celebration of the day that he passed. And so we were celebrating his passing and and my niece's birth <laughs> and it was just it was such interference but it's a very very significant day in my day and I just keep seeing it all the time every day so I had this thing happen last night that was just so bizarre so I've signed up for this event I've signed up for another um thing that I want to go to and I was trying to get flights a few, like a week ago. I don't remember. I don't remember all the details. 
verbatim, but I'm trying to like get flights and getting out, flights getting out is like getting challenging. And, um, and I, and I also have to make sure that I'm getting the right airport. So I got to like, so actually today I'm planning to actually get these flights. Um, I have to get my flight and, um, but the flights getting out, I'm really concerned. Like, I don't know how to get a flight out of, um, where I'm not going to be worried. So like the event ends at two o'clock and I have a flight at three 30. So I'm like, technically I'm supposed to be at the airport. What at two 30. So how am I going to get to the airport at two 30? Like, I don't know how all this works and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, but I, I call the place and I'm like, I'm like, you know, what would it cost me to stay one more night? And, um, and so he, he's like talking, (laughs) you know, and I'm just like, yes, I mean, I would like to, you know, possibly leave on, on the seventh and can I have one more night? And, um, he comes back and he says, yes, but basically I can't have the same rate. I can't have the same rate as these other nights. I think I'm going to call back because I am really having a hard time believing what he's saying, to be honest. Um, but anyway, so, but then he says, he says, well, you can, you can have the extra night, but it's going to be $322. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, it'll be $322 for you to stay that extra night. And I'm like, what? Like $322? Like that is so random and so weird, right? I'm like, what? And so... This is why my life at this point is so, like, it is challenging to navigate this. It is challenging for me to navigate when I get this kind of thing, like, all the time. Like, like, I don't know, I think I was telling you all, maybe I was telling you all about, about, um, this new job and how she had sent me this link and she sent it at 3.33. And then like, and then their office is on the same, the same name of the same like streets that I lived on for most of my life. Isn't that bizarre? I mean, it's like so weird. <laughs> But I don't think I, I don't know if I actually shared this with y'all. I, I honestly, I can't remember. So I was, I was leaving the last event and, and the next day after the last event that I had gone to, they had said that they were going to open up this other event 
the next day. So I, and I was really on the fence about it. I didn't know if I wanted to go to that or not, but I had, um, I had decided I had made some decisions based on other things. And, and so what ended up happening was they were opening it up right when I was supposed to be on an airplane or so I thought. So I thought, okay, that seems like a sign to me. And this is going to be the gauge. If when I get to my get home, if when I get home, if there are still openings, I will sign up for that event. But then when I get to the airport, I I realized that I can sign up for it before I leave because my flight doesn't take off until 11.15, which I think, okay, well, that's weird. So I'm sitting at the airport and I'm arranging everything. So I I'm looking at Airbnbs there and I'm, so I'm getting that set up and then I'm, I'm transferring money from one account to another so that I can cover the cost. And I, I'm doing all this stuff and I, and then I get, I get actually boarded onto the airplane. I'm sitting on the airplane and the event opens and I go to, to sign up and all of a sudden, my bank sends me a text message stating that they have denied the charges for because of fraud. <clears throat> okay, and so <laughs> okay, so then I'm like, like what? So I and they said press yes if you may try to make this charge or no or whatever so i i try to clear that up because it wasn't a fraudulent charge and and then i try to sign up again and it it, it was just all messed up and i and in the interim of it all i get an email saying that i did indeed get into that event and <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm so confused, but then I can tell that there was no charge on my account. So I have to get back with them. And then they say, well, indeed, you did not get into this event. And so please disregard the, the email that we sent you. <laughs> disregard that email because you did not get in. Um, and so I took all of that. And then they said, oh, and you can go on the waiting list. But I, I had decided to take the fact that because I don't believe in, in coincidences. I don't believe in, it's, it's almost as if like my life, I get so many of these signs that that, that is like I am being led. I'm being consistently led. And it and it and so anyway, um but it's really challenging for me to navigate and sometimes like I was really sad that I didn't get into that event. I was very sad about it, but it's like I feel like there's a reason I don't know what it is. 
But there, there's a reason for why I didn't get into that event. They were like, no, 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 don't go to that one. <laughs> and, um, and so I trust, I trust in that. Um, but it is just so weird to <laughs> be getting these numbers and these signs and these names and these symbols and, um, and to go through life this way, um, it's just, it's just really, really amazing. Um, but I can also say it's also has its challenges because, um, sometimes I don't understand. I, I don't understand that sign or why did that not happen or why did that happen instead? And, you know, um, I am kind of going through life in so many ways, kind of blindly. Like, like I'm, I'm trusting in that for, for my, for my good, for my highest good. And, um, and sometimes it's just the weirdest ride. That's all I have to say. It's just wild. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, but I wanted to ask you to, I have on my YouTube station, I had downloaded a couple days ago, I asked a group, um, they're rappers, I had met them, they had contacted me, I think from YouTube like years ago, and we just stay in touch and they're really, really good friends of mine, um, and I just sort of like brothers. It's like this really weird camaraderie that I have with these people. We seem to like be on parallel, like, um, adventures. I, I, it's just really strange, but I would really appreciate it if you went over and, um, did take a look at that YouTube, um, it'll be obvious when you go to my station. And I, I'm, I'm going to try to do an, a Sunday evening series. And I think next Sunday, I'm going to interview my daughter. She's agreed to be interviewed. I'm going to send her a link. And, uh, but she's asked me to like, to, and see, this is going to be hard for me to give her a list of things that I want to talk about because I, I, I really like change my mind with what the person is saying. And I mean, I get ideas. I'm like, Oh, I really want to know about that. Um, and so it's going to be kind of hard for me to stay on topic, but so next Sunday I'm going to be dropping a YouTube about with my daughter. And then I also want to interview. I'm hoping that she'll agree. I have this friend who is a an amazing seamstress. I don't know what else to call her, but she, oh my gosh, she can sew anything. She does, she has done the upholstery of people's cars, like their car seats. She has reupholstered their car seats. She can do anything. And I really wanted her to um, show her sewing studio if she will but I haven't asked her yet but that's coming so anyway go over and check it out check out my um 
my uh, interview with Coastal. They are they are just delightful, really, really, really kind young men, and I I absolutely adore them. I really do love them very much. Um, and so go check it out. All right, I thank you for listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.